Welcome to Counterintelligence. This is Eric LeVay. Today's guest is Reveal investigative journalist Will Carlos. Thanks to Patreons Dana Berry, Andre Dunka, William Healy, Angela Jackson, Zacharias Zscore Kaminsky, Sasha Millstone, Craig Pierce, Greg Schneider, and Jason Zimmerman. Will Carlos, welcome back to Counterintelligence. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Hey, Will, it's great to have you back. Uh, you are a journalist at Reveal, the Center for Investigative Reporting, and I uh, wanted you to come on and talk about your new article, which is entitled the Census Bureau is building Trump a huge list of non-citizens, uh, and will it be secure? Uh, so I figured, go ahead and start wherever you want and just tell us about your piece. Sure. So a couple of months ago, my editors came to me and said, you know, we should, we want to cover the census. We want to, we want to take a look at the census. We think that there are important stories that aren't being told. Um, you know, let's, it's, it's a big deal. And, and maybe the best place to start is to give it some context and talk about, you know, why, why should we care about the census? It sounds like this kind of very dry, boring thing. Like basically, I think most people just think it's like, well, you're counting people. And then after we do the census, we know roughly how many people there are. And it's quite good for, you know, when you're doing a, uh, when you're doing a project in geography in elementary school, and you need to look up how many people live in a certain city. You can go to the census website and it should tell you, right. And that, mm-hmm. that's why it's important, but it's actually important for a whole bunch of other reasons. And, the two main reasons are money and redistricting. And so if we talk about money first, I mean, there are trillions of dollars in government uh, funding, in federal government funding that are allocated to cities based on the statistics that come out of the census. Um, you know, anything from where to build roads, where to build libraries, where to, um, you know, where, just just basically all of these different um, federal government funding. So, if you don't get all the people counted in a city, then that can have significant impacts on uh, on that city's federal funding. So that's the first thing. And the second part of it is that after the dist- after the, the census is done, there is a, a process that is done called redistricting, where the uh, both the federal and then the state legislative districts, so where the you know, state congressmen and where your federal congress people, um, where their districts are, is drawn up by panels that rely on the data that comes from the census. And this is extremely important because especially at a time when the federal government is so polarized, and I mean, we saw this week, I mean, you know, Trump avoided, well, he avoided getting impeached by a lot of votes, but he, you know, we, we had the vote over whether to have um witnesses in the trial and it came down to like you know three senators so um it can make a big difference and the the states like california and texas for example are concerned that they may lose congressional districts which means they have one fewer congressperson in congress which can be a big deal because if it's a you know if, if you suddenly have one less uh, congressperson from a very democratic state like California, then that impacts, you know, that can impact votes in in, in the legislation and everything else. So, uh, you know, that's just to get to the bottom of the fact that the census is a really big deal that needs to be paid attention to. Yeah, it seems to me the, the census, to state the obvious, is about power. It's about power and money. Yep, power and money. Yeah. And of course, I don't know whether your listeners know this, but um, it's, it is mandated in the Constitution that there will be a census every 10 years. This isn't just some arbitrary thing that the government decides 
you know, whether or not to do, it has to. It is told to do so by the Constitution. That was the only point I was going to make. So as you started the piece, I mean, I, you know, I read through it. And again, just to read the title, the Census Bureau is building Trump a huge list of non-citizens. And then there's kind of a break. Will it be secure? So what I don't know. What does the reader take away? The primary. What was your primary discovery, and what was obviously a quite a complex investigation? So I think probably a lot of people remember that the Trump administration wanted to put a citizenship question on the census. They argued that it was needed, um, and there was a huge court case about it. It ended up in the Supreme Court, and then last June or July. The Supreme Court said, no, you cannot put a citizenship question on the census. Trump basically wanted to put a question saying, are you or are you not a U.S. citizen? And the worry about that was that it would it would impact um, it would, it, people worried about it in two ways. Number one, they worried that it would have a chilling effect, that a lot of people would not come out and vote, particularly people from uh, communities of color, particularly from Latino communities, that people would be discouraged from filling out the census form when it came through the door or from answering calls or answering the door to census um, takers. And as a result, states with large numbers of, of Latinos, of people of color, would be undercounted in the census. So that was the biggest concern. And then the second concern was that um, there's, a, there's a very strong belief backed up by Trump's own words and by other people in the, in the GOP that the Republicans are going to make a big attempt to redraw legislative districts uh, next year or later this year um, using only citizenship and not the total population. And that's a really big deal because if you are able to gerrymander and change the process of drawing legislative districts based on only population and not on the total uh, sorry, only citizenship and not on the total population, that can drastically impact the way that these districts are drawn and thus can drastically impact the balance of power in in state legislatures and also possibly in, in, in Congress. And so, anyway, so the, the Trump administration made this push to have a citizenship question on the, on the, um, on the census. It failed. And I think a lot of people thought at that point, well, that, this has gone away, right? If they didn't get it on, on the census, it's not going to be the question, then this is no longer an issue. But what I've found in my reporting is that, no, it didn't go away. It didn't go anywhere. The Trump administration's continued pushing to get basically a great big list of who's a citizen and who's not a citizen. And the way they're doing that is that the Census Bureau is going to basically take all, once, once everyone's filled out the census form and the Census Bureau has this big pile of census forms that they go through, they're then going to perform an extra layer of sort of analysis on those, and they're going to compare them. They're going to compare each form to data that they have from places like the Social Security Administration, from places like the Department of Homeland Security, and they're going to basically guess or make their best guess as to whether each census respondent is a citizen or is not a citizen. And that's not been done for, I, that, this has never, never been done this way. Like this has never happened before. Um, there have been citizenship questions on the census, you know, many years ago, but the Census Bureau has never been tasked with essentially building a big list of who's in the country legally 
and who's not. And so what I tried to answer with this, with, with this story is, why does Trump want to do this? You know, why does he want a big list of who's legal and who's not? Um, because Trump and the people around him have made it very clear that they're extremely aggressively against uh, illegal immigrants. They're extremely um, aggressively against undocumented people and they intend to do something about it. So I see Trump instructing the Census Bureau to build a huge list of who's in the country legally and who's not. And the first question that comes to my mind is like, is he going to send that to ICE? Mm -hmm. Is he going to get that data and then go to ICE and say, hey, look, guys, I've got a list of who's here legally and who's not. Go start rounding them up. And um, as I found in my reporting, there are some people who worry that he might do that. But generally speaking, people feel that the data that is being collected by the Census Bureau, including this list of who's in the country legally and who's not, won't sort of be accessible by by Trump and, and that he won't be able to use it for immigration purposes. And it should be stated that he has he has explicitly said uh, written down in an executive order, you know, we don't intend to use this for um, for political purposes. But this is a president who, since the day he came into office, has been lying. You know, has been telling mistruths and 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 lying. So, should we believe him? So, uh, it's it's convoluted. It's complicated. There's no kind of simple pithy way to put it. But hopefully. I've explained um, more or less <laughs> why why it was of interest to me. Yeah. Well, it was fascinating. So, as you said, the the background was they proposed a citizenship question, which immediately, will tell us about just if we just a little background. Just before when that case worked its way up to the Supreme Court, there was just before I guess they were going to make their decision. Uh, they discovered that someone who had been pushing this had some uh, less than sort of like a Republican operative, they found some papers of his. Could, could you go into that a little bit? Yeah, this is, this is just a fantastic like, story that sounds like something out of a, a Tom Clancy or a John Grisham novel. Like, it's just, it's so bonkers. <laughs> and it is a bit complicated, but let me you know, try and simplify it as much as possible. Wilbur Ross, the head of the, the Department of Commerce, which runs the Census Bureau, which, which you know, oversees the Census Bureau, had asked the uh had asked for this question to be put on the census bureau and it said the stated reason that he and others were putting forwards was we need this because we need to be able to properly enforce the voting rights act of i think it's 1964. so they put forward this very noble reason like we need to know if there are people who are who are citizens who are not being represented and who aren't being reached and so that's why we need our citizenship question and everyone kind of thought it smelt a bit fishy, but, you know, they they went with it, and, and this was argued in court. And as this is working its way through the Supreme Court, a guy called Thomas Hoffler dies. He dies in, I think it was 2018, I think. I, I, I'd have to check. But he dies, and his estranged daughter, who he hasn't talked to for many years for, for various reasons. There's a wonderful New Yorker story that people should read about this if they're, if they're interested. She is going through his stuff in his apartment and finds these hard drives, finds I think it's like half a dozen or a dozen hard drives. 
And she is, on an unrelated matter, is talking to an attorney at a group called Common Cause and about something completely unrelated and just happens to mention, oh, by the way, I found these drives of my, my father. Now, who's Thomas Hoffler? Thomas Hoffler was the GOP's go-to guy for figuring out how to gerrymander legislative districts in the GOP's favor. Like that was what this guy did. He was a specialist in drawing legislative districts and going in and helping states to draw their legislative districts specifically to help the Republican Party. He was the guy that they went to to perform the magic. And so the attorney at Common Cause is like, well, we'd be really interested to know what's in these hard drives. And so this his uh, Hoffler's daughter gives hands over the hard drives and these lawyers start working their way through it. And buried in the documents, they find a report written by Thomas Hoffler specifically saying, if there is a citizenship question on the census, it will be beneficial to Republicans and it will be beneficial to, um, I think the, the exact phrasing is something like whites and non-Hispanic uh, non-Hispanic whites or something like that. I can't remember the exact wording, but it's, it's a smoking gun. Like they've basically found evidence that the GOP has for a long time been angling to get a citizenship question on the census, not for some noble voting rights act reason, but actually just to benefit them to make sure that they get the stats that they want so that they can redistrict in the way that they want to. And as you mentioned you know, the Supreme Court really takes one look at this and, and we should, you know, note it's a Supreme Court that's, that's pretty conservative at this point, you know, and the um, Chief Justice actually re rebuffs the Trump administration and says that what they're talking, says that their argument has been contrived. I mean, he stops short of basically saying, you guys are just lying, <laughs> you know, and you never intended this. But he, it's very clear in his language that that's, that he's, you know, very upset at them for, 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 you know, for basically misrepresenting their reasoning for this. And that's why the citizenship question doesn't get on, uh, doesn't get on the docket. So it doesn't get on the census. So it's, it would never have happened if this guy Hoffler's daughter hadn't been estranged from him, hadn't been, you know, politically opposed to what he was doing, hadn't just happened to be meeting with attorney, an attorney for one of the only groups in the country that had the wherewithal to go through these documents and understand them. And then they find it. And at the last minute, it's sort of an intervention and it yeah. doesn't happen. So it's, it's a wild ride. And it was, um, it was pretty crazy to watch it all unfold. And like a lot of people, I thought that was the end of it. But what we see from your reporting is basically it sounds like, let me get this right. Was it the next day that Trump signed some kind of order to start aggregating data to do the same exact same thing? Is that I, right, Will? I, I think it was. Yeah. It, 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 no, I don't think I think he I think he announced the next day he was oh. going to do it. And then he signed it like yeah. two weeks later. He signed an executive order. And, and the, the really sort of bizarre part of this is that. When the Census Bureau, when they were debating whether or not to put this question on the census, there were people at the Census Bureau saying, we don't need to do this. Like, we can figure out who are citizens and who aren't from this other stuff called administrative data, which is the data from, you know, from these other from these other federal agencies like the Social Security Administration. So they were actually saying all along, like, you don't, you don't need this. Like, we can we can figure this stuff out. 
And as soon as it, it fails in court, yeah, Trump issues an executive order that says, go on then, let's go to plan B, go and start um, using this other data that the Census Bureau has. Um, but ultimately, what I want is a list of who's a citizen and who isn't. You almost, you really can't make this up. And I, I don't know, I just keep thinking of movies like uh, Skynet, Terminator 2, just like it's right. It's a little, it, there's for sure a little creepy. Could you go into a little bit about the actual process, aggregating data, and how they can determine this without actually asking the question, are you a citizen? Yeah, I don't, I mean, my, my understanding of it is pretty basic, but I've talked to John Abald, who is the chief scientist, he's the top, top dog at the Census Bureau, and he assures me that they are good enough at doing this that they can tell who is a citizen and who isn't nine out of 10, like 90% of the time. So nine out of every 10 forms they get in, they can tell you who's, whether that person is a citizen. So you, me, you know, eight other people put in census forms and they'll be able to tell who, you know, whether nine of us are citizens. And my basic understanding of that, and there's a lot of discussion about whether the Census Bureau is actually any good at doing this, but they say they are. But my basic understanding is, like, let's say I fill out a census form and I send that in and they have a, an entry now for Will Carlos. Mm. And they can then go to, for example, the uh, customs people and they can say, hey, has this guy ever come through an international border and you know i travel internationally all the time i have a passport i have a u.s passport and they can say yes this guy came in on this date using the u.s passport boom okay he's a citizen like we can now put a tick by his name he's a citizen and so if you extrapolate that across things like social security and um you know and borders but also things like uh, food stamp programs and all of these other things where people have given the federal government their information then the long and the short of it is that they say that they can figure out whether you're a citizen anyway. Now, there's another move afoot that was reported on a couple of months ago, which is that in addition to, like the Census Department says they can do it 90% of the time, they're trying to get better. So how they're trying to get better is they've actually gone to state governments and they've said, we want you to give us your driving license information, all of your DMV records, so that we can then add that to our big pile of data so that if we, you know, if somebody comes in who we're not sure about, we can then, we have more data that we can compare it against. So, you know, let's say there's a citizen, the guy lives in, in Texas, uh, John Smith, he fills out a census form that he's not a member of any other, they don't have any other data on him. Maybe Texas hands over the, the DMV records and they can go into that. And in those DMV records, they can see whether John Smith is a citizen or not. And it should be noted, a lot of states, California, for example, have said, we're not going to give you our records because we don't agree with what the federal government's doing. Um, but it kind of doesn't really matter because they can already figure it out or they say they can figure it out 90% of the time. This episode of Counterintelligence from Forensic News is brought to you by IT Pro TV. 
start or grow your IT career with online IT training from IT Pro TV. And we have a special offer for counterintelligence from Forensic News listeners. A seven-day free trial and save 30% off all plans. A recent MIT study found that IT occupations have grown by 19.5% between 2004 and 2019. That's more than eight times the growth rate than for other jobs over the past decade. While earnings growth for those with college degrees has somewhat flattened since 2000, earnings have actually grown significantly for individuals working in IT. It's never too late to start a new career in IT or move up the ladder, and IT Pro TV has you covered, from CompTIA and Cisco to EC Council and Microsoft. More than 4,000 hours of on-demand training, engaging hosts present information in a talk show format. They're live every day, and shows go studio to web in 24 hours. Courses are conveniently listed by category, certification, and job role. Stream IT Pro TV courses live and on-demand worldwide via Chromecast, Roku, Apple TV, PC, or their iOS or Android app. Learn IT, pass your certs, and get a great job with IT Pro TV. Visit itpro.tv slash counter for a seven-day free trial and 30% off all plans. Use promo code counter at checkout. That's itpro.tv slash counter and use promo code counter at checkout. itpro.tv slash counter and use promo code counter at checkout to try it free for seven days and save 30% off all plans. Right. It's really a big data project. And it just, it sounded like a government version of, of the, the issues that were are surrounding Facebook and things like that, where you can make an end run and just still I mean, it also sounded like they're going to share data, the Census Bureau, with other government agencies and maybe purchase other, you know, databases that anyone can buy. And when you put all this together, I, some, oh, yeah, go ahead, Will. I don't think I don't think that that's I don't think that's quite correct. And okay. I want to interject there just because I've talked to so many people at the Census Bureau past, you know, I've talked to like three past leaders of the Census Bureau. I've talked to people who work there now on and off the record. I've talked to people who used to work there on and off the record. And universally, people say the same thing, which is that the Census Bureau is not going to share its data with anybody. It is not okay. going to it is not going to allow the president to, you know, get this data and give it to ICE or anything else. That's what they say. Sure. But I still look at it and I say, hold on a minute, like President's still the boss, like it's his agency, you know, and if he wants the data, he can get it, right? So, yeah. But yeah. but I think it's, it's important to draw a distinction between what the president wants to do and, you know, with the aid of the Census Bureau, which is to collect the data, mm-hmm. and what the Census Bureau will not allow or, or is going to work as hard as it can to stop the president from doing if he wants to. Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. And also, wasn't there some kind of maybe it was a reverse sharing that I'm thinking of, where the maybe the Census Bureau is not giving out their data, but weren't they going to make use of other kinds of public databases to maybe enhance theirs? Or do I have that totally wrong? Let me know. So, so I think what you might be thinking of is this other kind of crazy twist in the tail of this of this data, which is. So, so when I looked, when I, when I did my story, I kind of started from the position like, okay, well, so they're building this great big list of who's in the country, who's in the country legally and who isn't. Now, why is that a problem? Okay, well, number one, it's a problem because Trump could try and take that and use it in some immigration enforcement kind of way. That's one problem. The second problem is that once the government has a record of stuff, then people can get that record, possibly. Hackers can get it, foreign governments can get it, and they can leak it, or they can, you know, they can make it available. For example, it's pretty far-fetched, but it's possible. You know, let's say, for example, uh, Russia um, 
has a team that put together to hack the census data. They are able to get hold of the database that says who's the citizen and who isn't, and they give it to WikiLeaks, you know? And suddenly you have a situation where, uh, you know, everybody who's in the country illegally is now on a database held by WikiLeaks, and you have, you know, vigilantes going after them or whatever it is. That's one, that's one scenario. But the other scenario that I kind of stumbled across in reporting this is that the last time the federal government did a census in 2010, um, when it collects all of this data, the Census Bureau has, it, it, it faces this like, it, it's, it's like a, a, I'm trying to think of the right analogy. It's like a, a, a kind of a, a catch 22 basically. in that it's like, it has to walk this fine line between keeping that data private and not allowing people to individually identify people through the data, but also what's the point in collecting the data if people can't use it, right? You've got to make it public in some way. And so what the Census Bureau does is it aggregates data and it releases these great big tables of data. So for example, it'll release tables that, you know, that say on an aggregate level, there are this many people living in this many counties in Mississippi, right? But it doesn't ever, it doesn't ever um, publish like individual names of who those people are, okay? Now, three or four years ago, the Census Bureau realized it had a problem. And the problem was that the data that it puts out in aggregate form could, if you're smart enough and have enough computers and enough data scientists at your disposal, be reverse engineered. And what I mean by that is that they, they, they basically they figured out that people could take a number of these tables and kind of compare them to each other in an algorithm, in a computer, and end up with the actual underlying data that was like for each person. And they figured out that you could actually get down to the point of identifying individuals by doing this process. It's called the database reconstruction theorem. And I don't, I'll throw my hands up in the air and say, I don't really understand how they do it. But the long and the short of it is that, yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. But like the long and the short of it is in 2016, the, the Census Bureau, realizing it had this problem, put together a team of data scientists and said, Go and see if you can take the data that we've made public, which we think is, is anonymous, and see if you can figure out people's names from it. And these guys did this, and in a few months came back and said, yep, yeah, we can. We can do that. We can reverse engineer it, and we can, we can take all of these tables, we reverse engineer it, and then we end up with a list of, um, of sort of identifiable uh, individuals, which we, we can then compare to publicly available databases like LexisNexis or, you know, the white pages and stuff like that. And we can point to people and say, that person filled out this census form. And we can get, so we can, we can say, right, John Smith in Texas, we know, we, we can figure out from the data that the, the, the Census Bureau makes public, we can reverse engineer it and we can find out that John Smith from Texas lives in a house with this many bedrooms, is this race, has this many kids, et cetera, et cetera. And like, that was kind of a holy shit moment for, for the Census Bureau because now what they're essentially admitting is that 
the last time they did a census in 2010, they basically just like leaked everybody's information. Like they didn't keep it private. Um, now that's a bit of a stretch because you do have to be, you know, you do have to devote a lot of time and resources and know how to do it. But the point is that, again, if a foreign government, if a group of hackers, if a group of just, I don't know, people who with too much time on their hands wanted to, they could take the 2010 data and they could reverse engineer it and they could end up essentially with the census forms that everybody filled out, which are supposed to be 100% private, 100% secure. Sort of makes you wonder, and now this is just a thought that popped into my head that was not in your article, but let's say that has already happened. We do know that in the 2016 election, there was a lot of micro-targeting of voters by uh, mm -hmm. some of it, you know, by Trump and some probably by other countries. It makes you wonder if that hasn't already happened. That's just a thought, not a not something in your article, but a disturbing thought. I mean, I mean, certainly, look, I mean, again, and, and, and I want to make clear, like, I'm not a Russia conspiracy theorist. I think that a lot of the, I think a lot of the kind of hot air that gets blown around about Russia is is dumb and you know based on on jingoism and and racism, frankly. And and I can say that I, I can sort of I, I feel like being a Brit, I can sort of recognize that in my fellow Americans, you know, because I feel like there's this just long running uh, friction and animosity towards Russia, you know. And but I will say there have been studies that have shown categorically that you know organizations run by the Russian government were, as you say, targeting specific voters. And what would be very useful to those organizations, yes, would be would be minutely detailed census data. And if a small team of data scientists at the Census Bureau can do it, then, you know, Russian intelligence can do it or Chinese intelligence can do it. They can figure it out. And so, yeah, so you're, it's, not, it's not a crazy thought at all. I mean, that is vitally important. It's also, it's also important and valuable information to corporations, you know, and to, and to um, you know, to, to people like Apple and Facebook who want to identify markets and go after people. Like, that's hugely valuable information, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky to do, but there's enough players out there who with the wherewithal to do it for whom it could be particularly valuable. Right. I mean, if we now have this article where you explain that it's the Census Bureau now understands that you've written about it. And in between there, there was a 10 year period where it's very possible that someone else figured that out as well. Absolutely. And I, I'll stress, I haven't seen any evidence that it happened, but, yes. uh, you know, by its very nature, I wouldn't because it would be people like, you know, it would be people like intelligence agencies who are doing that. Now, I do want to stress mm. that the Census Bureau does say that they have fixed that problem. They say that they've developed a new system of masking and changing the data that they make public that keeps it from being reverse engineered in the future. And they say not only is it like not only will it protect things according to everything we know now, but it is their term, it is future proof. And it's this thing called differential privacy, 
which they sort of describe as this like magic potion that they spur that they stir into this data that keeps it that keeps it secure. Again, I I'm not a statistician, I'm not a mathematician, I don't really understand how it works, and I have to sort of take it at face value. I did talk to one of the people who designed differential privacy and he did stress it's not a panacea. We don't know a hundred percent that no one's going to come along with an an antidote to it, you know, in a, in a few years and figure out how to reverse engineer the census. Um, I'm as a skeptic, I look at it and I say, well, wait a minute, you know, okay. So now the census bureau is saying everything is safe and, 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 and dandy and fine and dandy. And we don't need to worry about it. That's what they said in 2010 too. And it, and it wasn't, you know, so I think we have to be skeptical about it. Right. As a journalist, you, your job is to report the facts and more now more than ever, that's, incredibly important yet i couldn't help but smile or even laugh a few times when i was reading the piece at the parts where the the i guess the census bureau scientists were like well well i don't want to parap- i don't have it in front of me so i don't want to get it wrong but it was more like it was like seeing the best in a situation like everything's going to be fine it's like but everything hasn't been fine in this country in the last couple of years so right. you, you really do yes we want to hope for the best and report the facts but I don't know. What is there a good reason that one would want to do these things? These these uh, aggregate this data that does not involve something nefarious. I don't think so. No, <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think I think you know our job as reporters is to point out the, the problems that could happen, and I I I don't want to get too much into the weeds of of you know speculation, but you know we do know that the last time the Census Bureau put out a set of data, it ultimately wasn't secure. Like, it can be reverse engineered. We do know that President Donald Trump has, you know, made it a fundamental part of his, um, of his presidency to, um, to root out uh, people who are in the country illegally and keep people out of the country who are undocumented. And I think it's naive to believe that, you know, that, that, that faced with, I, I, bottom line, like I can just see a situation where there is a meeting one day where somebody walks into Trump's office and Trump says, so remember that, that citizenship thing, what's going on with that? And they're like, yeah, well, we've done it. We've got the list of citizens and non-citizens. He's like, great, send it to ICE. And they're like, well, you can't really do that, sir. And he's like, why not? Let's do it. You know, like, yeah. let's go ahead and do it. They say, well, but you said that you wouldn't. I don't care if I said I didn't. Let's go ahead and let's do it. That's the sort of thing that I can understand, yeah, that I can see unfolding. I hope it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people at the Census Bureau say it won't, and I hope it won't. But I think we need to be just keep our eyes open to the possibilities. And there's a name, and again, this is just this was not in your article, but there's a name of someone that just keeps echoing through my head of who is often behind this kind of thing. And that's Stephen Miller. Did his name ever come up? Absolutely. In your, uh... I, it, it came up in, in that I have a FOIA request to the feds to, um, you know, that includes his name. I mean, I think, I think we're absolutely right. I mean, you know, Stephen Miller's, you know, an extremely, um, I don't know, concerning presence in the White House to anybody who is concerned about the civil liberties of um, uh, of people who are undocumented, you know, and he has made it very clear 
along with Trump, that you know that that this is a mission that they're on, and that they're on a mission to to deport people and to keep people out. And so, yeah, I mean, I I I think the the meeting that I just imagined taking place, Stephen Miller's in it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, the on the foyer request note, I, uh, I I hope any any timeline on that. I know how those things are. Um, I mean, it's it was granted to be expedited in in november which is where they say yeah we're going to take take pay attention to this and we're currently in discussions with them and we may have to sue them because they're just not giving us the documents so i've got several for a request in and they're not giving me anything so yeah we may have to end up in court with them but that's okay you know we've we've sued the federal government several times and usually won and um it's a fight that we're we're prepared to take because we think the information's you know valuable enough on that note, I sort of just want to ask you one more thing. Does the public have any recourse? Like we, this issue was taken to court and through a democratic system and the Supreme Court said no. And then almost the next day, this process began that you ended up writing about. Is it, does the public have any recourse when this happens to stand up for, um, if they don't agree with this or is this, or do we have nothing other than voting people out? I and mean, we don't have anything, really. I mean, there's nothing we can do. It's in place. I mean, uh, you know, the, the skeptic, the, the, the sort of cynical answer is that we do have a recourse, which is don't fill out a census form, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. but, the, but the thing is that if we go back to what I said right at the beginning, if, if people don't fill out the census form, if, for example, particularly Democrats, particularly communities of color, particularly undocumented immigrants if they don't fill out the census form then trump wins he wins either way like this is and, and let me explain what i mean by that because th there have always been i believe two goals to this whole citizenship debacle and i think the first goal is that if you put a citizenship question on the census it scares an awful lot of people who don't vote for you into not filling out the census form. So you then have a set of data that has been skewed that doesn't include potentially millions or tens of millions of people in the United States, you know, never get counted, which means that those, those communities don't get the money that they're owed. It means that they don't get included in the redistricting process and they get, and, and districts get drawn that don't, that don't include them. And, you know, they lose out. So that's quite apart from quite apart from what the Trump administration can do with the data is the chilling effect that it has on the whole, whole process. And that was the subject of a reveals, um, not the last episode, because one just came out, but the, the episode before last, which is called Don't Count on the Census, where we go into this in great detail and we talk about the chilling effect that this is having. So... Yeah, we, we, the only recourse that we have is to not fill out a census form, which is illegal and which ultimately sort of hobbles the communities in which we live and stops them from, from getting um, the resources that they, that they justly deserve and stops them from being counted. So it's a catch-22. Yeah. Yeah, life is about tough choices. Sometimes you just got to pick the best one and uh... – you guys are on top of it over at uh, Reveal, finding out what's going on, and and I think that's all we can do is just push forward. I, will we see a 
You think we're going to see a follow-up on this uh, from you once uh, in the future on the census story? Well, we are, we have partnered with newsrooms um, around the country to do a project called Census 2020, where smaller newsrooms in different communities can come to us for resources on how to report out um, census related stories in their own communities. We're launching a big bid to try and uh, keep track of disinformation that is being spread about the census. Um, and yeah, I mean, if we, if we get some good tips, then absolutely. I mean, I sent an email to, I sent several emails to people inside the census bureau that basically say, look, I know you could lose your job, but message me on signal. And if anyone's listening to this and works, you know, for the Census Bureau or knows someone who works for the Census Bureau who is concerned or has information or, or anything that they want to share with us, then, you know, look me up and, and send it to me because I don't think we've heard the last of this yet. And I don't think we've heard the last of what happens with this, with this uh, citizenship data once it's been collected. Well, Carlos, it's been great having you back on Counterintelligence, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Thank you for listening. Follow Forensic News on Twitter at Forensic Newsnet. Counterintelligence is at IntelPod. My personal account is Eric LeVay. Support Forensic News on Patreon. Subscribe to Counterintelligence everywhere you listen to podcasts. This is Eric LeVay, and this is Counterintelligence.